Hello and welcome to this episode of the Beartown Road Aligned Church Podcast. My name is Pastor Isaac and I'm excited that we're moving into this third episode in our series on winning the war in your mind. Well, today we're going to be looking at a really neat story about Israel as they were trying to go into the promised land. And when the Israelite spies scouted out the promised land, they were impressed. However, the obstacles were really overwhelming and so they retreated. And when it comes to renewing our minds, obstacles are inevitable. So will you seek to overcome or will you retreat? So today, Pastor Dave is going to unpack this idea and help us figure out how to overcome those obstacles to renewing our mind. If you would like to know any of the information about what's going on at the church as we move through this uh, end of the winter season into the spring and into the summer, you can actually find that information at baritonroad.org slash events. So without further ado, let's jump into this episode taken from February 20th titled Obstacles to Renewal. Hey, we've been in this series, uh, Winning the War in Your Mind, and um, this past week I was speaking with a a pastor friend of mine. He told me a remarkable story. He said that somebody in his church, a guy um, who he had known was wrestling, struggling with pornography for about 16 years. It was an addiction. It had become a stronghold in his life. Well, one day his wife caught him, and so she calls up my pastor friend on the phone in tears and says, I have no idea what to do. And so pastor friend calls in this couple into the office and he says to him, here's five things that you need to do. And my friend said that he had two really good things going for him. He was broken over his sin and he was driven to overcome this stronghold in his life. And so he took those five things, he applied them to his life And his wife was just amazed at what God had done in their marriage. Their marriage was repaired um, within several months. Um, There was a miraculous change that took place. Here's the way my pastor friend described it. He said, the change has been miraculous. According to his wife, not only the marriage, but the way he interacts with his children. He is a different man because he renewed his mind. So this is really the thing that we've been talking about for the last couple of weeks is the importance of renewing our minds. And whenever we have this drive to renew our minds, there are always going to be obstacles, these obstacles that we have to renewing our mind. And that's really what we're going to talk about today. And we're going to um, look at the story of the ancient nation of Israel at the very beginning when they became an independent nation. So here's how it went. They spent about 430 years in Egyptian bondage and slavery, and then God miraculously set them free um, as they marched through the Red Sea, and then they ended up in the desert. And as they're in the desert, they're on the precipice of the promised land. They're on the precipice of crossing the Jordan and making it into this land that is flowing with milk and honey. And so um, the text tells us in Numbers chapter 13, the Lord said to Moses, send some men to explore the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the Israelites. This is a promise. He's giving them this land. And so he says to Moses, I want you to select 12 leaders, right? These aren't just 12 yahoos that he found off the street. These are 12 leaders. These are men who have influence. And he said, send them in the promised land, you know, give them the opportunity to scout it out. Tell us what the cities are like. Tell us what the fruit and the soil and and the land is like, and then have them come back and give you a report. And so Moses recruits these 12 leaders. They go in, they spend 40 days 
in the promised land, scouting it out. And so when they came back after 40 days, they gave Moses this account. They said, we went into the land to which you sent us, and it does in fact flow with milk and honey, and here is its fruit. And so at one point, we actually have these two men who grab a massive cluster of grapes that would probably look something like this, you know, maybe 50 pounds worth of grapes, just to show to the people that it is, in fact, an amazing, amazing piece of real estate, that uh, the, the, the soil is fertile and the land is good, um, and it's right on the coast of the Mediterranean Sea, and it's just a prime piece of real estate. It is the promised land. It is a good place to be. And so they're excited about it, but they said the people who live there are powerful, and the cities are fortified, or they've got all these strongholds, these bulwarks, these fortresses, these towers to protect them, and they're very large. We even saw descendants of a knack there. We even saw giants there, and so they were terrified at this place. They were terrified at the various obstacles that presented them in the promised land. And so as they're sort of talking about the things that they're worried about, Caleb, one of the 12 spies, he silenced the people before Moses. And he said, we should go up and take possession of the land for we can certainly do it. God has promised this piece of real estate for us. Let's go do it. Let's take the hill. We can do this with God leading us. Let's not back away. But the men who had gone up with him said, we can't attack those people. They are stronger than we are. And they spread among the Israelites a bad report about the land that they had explored. They said, the land that we explored devours those living in it. It just kind of reminds me of like the little shop of horrors where plants just come out of nowhere and start eating people, right? They're exaggerating a little bit. Not only that, but all the people we saw there are of great size. There's no short people. There's no weak people. There's no little people. Everybody is giants. Again, there's a little bit of exaggeration going on. We seemed like grasshoppers in our own eyes, and we looked the same to them. That night, all the people of the community raised their voices and wept aloud. All the Israelites grumbled against Moses and Aaron, and the whole assembly said to them, if only we had died in Egypt. And they said to each other, we should choose a leader and go back to Egypt. And perhaps Moses is standing there thinking to himself, I should have just ignored the burning bush because life was pretty good in Midian. I had my wife, I had my kids, I was a shepherd. These people are going to drive me nuts, maybe he was thinking to himself. Now, hey, just a few minutes ago, the worship team led this song um, that's entitled Egypt, and here's how the song goes. You stepped into my Egypt, and you took me by the hand, and you marched me out in freedom into the promised land. It's such a great truth that we just sang about. Well, if the people of Israel in this moment had written the rest of the song, it probably would have went something like this. But I was afraid to go there because their giants were too large, so please take me back to Egypt where Pharaoh is in charge. I didn't really like Pharaoh because he was, you know, make, made life pretty difficult for us. But he's better than Moses who's taken us out to die at the hands of these giants, right? See, here you've got, if I could look at my 
cheesy little map that I made here. You've got the people in the desert on the precipice of the, the promised land. And again, they're excited about the prospects. It is, in fact, a land flowing with milk and honey. It's an amazing piece of real estate. It's so much better than Egypt. But the obstacles are way too big. The strongholds are too thick and the giants are too strong. Now, you might be asking yourself, okay, Dave, this is a, a great story, um, a great account of the history of Israel, but what on earth does this have to do with winning the war in my mind? And I think that this account of the nation of Israel is a tremendous metaphor to this battle that we have going on in our mind. If I could illustrate it like this, you know, many of us, we're, we're kind of in the desert. I mean, we've experienced moments in the desert and we want to have a sweet life. We want to experience the abundant life that Jesus came to give us. We want to demonstrate the, the fruits of the Spirit. Paul describes this as love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and self-control. We want the promised land, but oftentimes we don't take hold of the life that is truly life because there's these obstacles that are standing in our way. So I want us to just take a few minutes to talk about these obstacles because they're real, right? We, we can't stick our head in the, the sand of the desert and say, I don't want to look at the giants. I don't want to look at the strongholds. You know, we need to be aware of the obstacles that are in our lives. And so I want to talk very quickly about eight obstacles that we got to deal with when it comes to renewing our mind. And all eight of these obstacles come from this account of the story of Israel. Here's the first obstacle that most of us can relate to. It's when we're outnumbered by a bunch of negative people, right? Again, these are 12 guys who went into the promised land. They were leaders, influential people. And out of the 12, other than Caleb and Joshua, the other 10 were just negative. Too many obstacles. There's no way we can do this, right? And we've all been in scenarios where we're surrounded by negative people and it's difficult to maintain a positive attitude when we're surrounded by negative people. Sometimes you just feel outnumbered. The second obstacle is sometimes you run into bullies or giants, right? Maybe you're in middle school or high school and there's somebody who you just try to avoid when you come into contact with them in the hallway because they're just, they're, they're just intimidating and they're just difficult and you get nervous around them and you're afraid what they're going to say. I mean, maybe you're experiencing this at work, not necessarily that they're a big giant in stature, but they just kind of make life difficult for you. That can be an obstacle to renewing your mind. Um, how about strongholds? We talked about strongholds in week one, these bulwarks or these fortresses. These things in our mind, these lies that we've believed year after year after year, it's negative thought patterns. It's things like, I'm not valuable, or I don't have what it takes, or nobody's ever going to want to be with me. And we believe these lies, and it develops strongholds that need to be torn down. Another obstacle that we can deal with is temptation to return to Egypt, right? The nation of Israel is like, I didn't love Egypt, but it's better to go back to Egypt than to have to face these giants. You know, maybe you're here this morning and you've got a new job and you're excited about the promised land of that new job, but then you start getting into it and you think to yourself, man, I kind of want to go back to my old job. 
right? Or maybe you're, you're newly married, right? And, and marriage is good and this is a blessing and a provision from God, but then you start to experience some obstacles in your marriage and you think, man, life was better when I was single, right? I, I was thinking about one of the most difficult years of my life was my freshman year in college. I had just crossed the Red Sea and graduated from high school, and I went to Geneva College and was so excited about it, and then I got there, and for the first few months, I had a difficult time making friends, and it was awkward, and I'd go to lunch, and I didn't know who to sit with, and it was like, oh, I kind of want to just go back and move in with my parents again, right? Because there's just that temptation to return to Egypt when the prospects look too difficult. How about this one? Spiritual amnesia, like for most of us watching right now, God's done a really great work in our lives. He's, as we sang about a moment ago, he stepped into my Egypt and he took me by the hand and he took me through the sea into the promised land. And sometimes it's easy to forget that God has been good to us. We forget about what God has done in the past and we get spiritual amnesia. That's why we gather together every Sunday and we worship the Lord. That's why we celebrate communion because Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me because it's easy to forget. How about this one? I just don't think I'm ever going to experience victory. I mean, I've struggled with the same old stronghold and the same old sin year after year after year, and I don't see any way out. I don't see my mind getting healthier. I don't see getting over this addiction. I just don't know how it's going to happen. And that can be a legitimate obstacle to renewing your mind. Another one is, you know, the thought of going into the promised land and taking hold of life, the abundant life that God wants for us, it can just seem to be laborious or tiresome or exhausting. It's like, do I really want to do the work that's necessary? to get a healthy mind. And lastly, exaggeration. Because isn't it true that when we see obstacles in our lives, it's easier to exaggerate, it's easy to make them bigger than they actually are because then that gives us an excuse to not have to move forward, right? Nobody likes me. Nobody cares about me. I mean, we exaggerate all the time. And I would say when we exaggerate, we're not being honest with ourselves and we're not being honest with the people around us. So these are some of the obstacles that the Israelites experienced and many of us can relate to those obstacles when it comes to renewing our mind. But the obstacles cannot, cannot allow us to grab hold of the life that God wants for us. And so even though the Israelites are terrified of the giants and the strongholds, Joshua stands up in front of the assembly of Israel and he gives them a speech. He says this, if the Lord is pleased with us, he will lead us into that land, a land that's flowing with milk and honey and he will give it to us. I just want you to be reminded, Israel, <laughs> that the Lord is with us so do not be afraid of them. I love that speech that Joshua gives. And of course, I only gave you a clip of it, but I love the, the courage that he had and the boldness to say, you know what? It is a little bit scary. There are legitimate obstacles, but God's going to go before us and he's going to lead us 
and we're going to grab hold of that land because God has promised it to us. Now, you might think, well, okay, Israel, you know, you know, Joshua gives this amazing speech, this powerful speech, and you might think everybody's like, okay, we're sorry for doubting God, let's take the hill. But instead, the whole assembly talked about stoning them. They said, we can't do it, too many obstacles. The fight is too big, and it's too exhausting. And we want to go back to Egypt. And you know, because the nation of Israel refused to be faithful and to grab hold of God's promises, that entire generation died in the wilderness. Psalm 95 describes it like this. God said, so I declared on oath in my anger, they shall never enter my rest because of their unfaithfulness. So that generation dies in the wilderness. They die in the wilderness, and then the next generation comes up, and they've spent time getting to know God in the wilderness, and now they've developed a good relationship with the promise keeper. And Joshua and Caleb, these men who serve God wholeheartedly, lead them across the Jordan River and into the city of Jericho, and they march around the city seven times, and they scream out to the Lord God, and the, the walls of Jericho collapse. They come down, and they take hold of the land that God had promised them. And you know, you read the rest of the story of Israel, and they're constantly having to battle to maintain the promised land. There are wars upon wars and battles upon battles, and God is constantly telling them, be faithful. Trust in me. The battle belongs to the Lord, as we just sang about a few moments ago. So here's my encouragement to you, and it's simply this. That when it comes to winning the war in our minds, if you don't remember anything else from this sermon, remember this. That we are called to fight the good fight of faith. Don't give up. Don't lose heart. Keep on battling, keep on fighting, trust the Lord when you're tempted to retreat, when you're tempted to go back to Egypt, when you're tempted to say there's too many obstacles, I'm exhausted, I'm not sure I'll ever see victory, that you would pause and say, no, my God is with me. My God will give me victory and I'm going to fight the fight of faith. You know, this is a great encouragement to me because there have been times where I've thought, man, am I ever going to find peace in my mind? And here's the deal. If you're a Jesus follower, there will always be another battle. There's always going to be another hill to climb. Even if you experience a season of peace, there's a season of battle coming ahead. So don't give up the fight. Keep on fighting the good fight of faith. Because if you're a Jesus follower, you've got the Holy Spirit inside of you who wants to lead you and who wants to give you the victory. Now you say, okay, why should I fight the good fight of faith? Here's why. Essentially, you've got two choices. You could fight or you could flight. You could engage in the battle of tearing down strongholds, engage in the battle of facing the giants and facing your fears, or you could say, too many obstacles, 
I'm going back to Egypt. I'm going back to my addiction. I'm going back to my old way of thinking. And I want to say, fighting is so much better. Why? Because a pure mind is better than an impure mind. That a peaceful mind is better than an anxious mind. That having confidence in Christ is better than being timid. That a mind that is full of peace and hope and love, the fruits of the Spirit that God wants to give to us, can be had. But the question is, are you going to fight or are you going to run? Are you going to engage in the battle? And as we've been talking about, memorize maybe a verse, memorize a truth, memorize a scripture so that you can have the sword of the Spirit. Don't lose heart in this battle of renewing your mind. Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, and then you'll be able to test and approve what God's holy, what God's good and perfect and pleasing will is for your life. I thank you guys for listening to this online again. I'm sorry that I could not be with you in person. Next week, we will finish off this series, part four. And in part four, I'm going to give you just a real practical exercise that we can do um, that will help us Uh, maintain and attain a peaceful mind. But I just, as I close, I just want to say to you, let's keep up the good fight of faith. Let's, 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 Let's maintain this battle. Let's keep on going after it. Let's fight the good fight of faith because it is worth it. The worship team is going to come up right now. We're going to close with a song that uh, just caps off this whole truth so well. Um, And as they're on their way up here to lead us in a closing song, let me pray for you. God, we thank you for the fact that you have come to give us the abundant life, that you've come to give us the mind of Christ, that you've come to give us a peaceful mind and a pure mind. And Lord, I pray that when we experience the obstacles which are coming our way, that we would not retreat, but we would fight that we would fight the good fight of faith. With you leading us, with you as our guide, with the Holy Spirit inside of us. We pray this in the matchless, the majestic, the awesome name of the God of the universe, the God who is the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, the God who is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore, the God who is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning in the end. We thank you for giving us the strength to win the war in our minds. Amen. Well, there you have it. And I hope that this episode has been encouragement to you. I hope it's pushed you and pressed you to really understand how do I overcome these different obstacles in growing in my relationship with the Lord and in renewing my mind. And so until we're together again, I just want to say thank you for joining in on this episode of the Bear Time Road Alliance Church Podcast.